Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Only six more weeks to go until the Let's Talk Dubs in the wagon. One crazy weekend here in Las Vegas. That weekend is a rager. Kicks off with two strip cruises that night on Friday night, the 24th. Saturday morning, there's a car show. The car show's got a top 20 pick and one best of show. Later that evening on Saturday evening, 6 p.m. kicks off the Let's Talk Dubs Poker Run where you can win $1,500 in cash for first place, second place, $300, third place, $200. That's right, the only event paying out cash money in an event that's fun. You get to drive your Volkswagen all along the Las Vegas Valley, and everyone who did it last year loved it. So if you're, if you're not wanting to miss out on one of the greatest events of the year, come out to Let's Talk Dubs, one crazy weekend event, and have a good time in your VW. Now, when you guys go to book your rooms at the Orleans Hotel and Casino, make sure you use code AVW1C09. If that's too fast for you, AVW1C09. Also go to letstalkdubs.com, click on the link on the main page for the one crazy weekend and right there's a button in the middle that says book your room here. Click that button. They've got a few rooms blocked off for us, so make sure you guys get your rooms booked now for that weekend because it's going to be a good time and you won't want to miss it. Let's Talk Dubs One Crazy Weekend is brought to you by Finley VW at the Valley Auto Mall. That's right. Finley Volkswagen is one of our main sponsors as well as Sunkiss Graphics. My boy Eric Black with Sunkiss Graphics. Damn Volks is a sponsor Eric DeYoung, building engines over there. Check them out at damnvolks.com. We've also got Ross Wolf, of course, one of our sponsors for the Let's Talk Dubs One Crazy Weekend, so check them out at rosswolf.com. And also Vic with Lab Built Engines is one of our sponsors. And don't forget Pedalworks. Scott with Pedalworks, one of our sponsors for Let's Talk Dubs One Crazy Weekend. So make sure you guys are here to have a great time and to really enjoy your Volkswagens in the best city in the world. I said so. This podcast is brought to you by VW Trends Magazine. VW Trends Magazine is where it's at. The magazine for the people, by the people, and they're bringing it back. If you saw their first issue, wait till you see the second issue. For more information or subscribe, make sure you subscribe at VWTrendsMagazine.com. Dan, Paul, Ron, and Jason are doing a great job putting out this magazine, man. It's legit. Go get yours now at VWTrendsMagazine.com. One of the great things about the podcast is that we get listeners all over the world. And all these listeners all come from different backgrounds. I've got doctors, lawyers, chemists, mathematicians, homeless people, you name it. People living in their VW vans, man. We're going to get one of those guys on. Recently, there's a couple that's been touring the world uh, living in their VW vans. We're going to get them on the podcast here shortly. And there's tons of stuff. We have so many listeners all around the world, especially last uh, last episode that came out with uh, our boy Andy Finch from the UK over there. Got a lot of feedback. They started speaking up from the UK over there, leaving some five-star reviews. So we'll get to those shout-outs at the end of the podcast. Uh, but one of the cool things is everybody's got a different background and is involved in something else. And you guys might be hearing my sil- silky, sexy voice on this microphone. Well, that's brought to you by our guy, Audio Dave. Dave Gruntvig, man, one of the guys that's been bringing it to you behind the scenes in the sports casting world. He's a VW enthusiast, hardcore. You'll hear his story here on the podcast. He reached out to me a while back, talked to me about how much he really enjoyed the podcast, wanted to see how he could help. 
He's connected in the audio world and hooked your boy up with Fat City Audio Gear, man. I can't thank Dave enough. So that's Audio Dave. He's our guy, man. And we have him on the podcast this week. He flew to town. He was in town for the summer league and uh, getting tricky with the audio stuff that he's doing down there. But I said, when you come to town, let's do a podcast. So this podcast is awesome because it's a listener. It's what it's all about. Dave's, uh, he's, it's just part of the community, man. He's digging and he's helping out. He's doing what he can from where he is. And it's what makes this scene so awesome. So this is a great podcast. George sitting in with me on this. Our man, Audio Dave, Dave Gruntvig, on this week's Let's Talk Dubs. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around the house. All right, everybody, here we go. Let's hope. <laughs> it's been one heck of a night here at the Let's Talk Dubs studio in Las Vegas, Nevada. You know, all the glitz and glimmer and all the lights off the strip. We can't see what we're doing real clear. But uh, today we're doing a podcast and we got one of our one of our listeners and our audio guy, Dave. Dave, the audio guy is here. Dave Gruntvig, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, fellas. <laughs> so Dave has been uh, a listener of the podcast for a while. And um, he's from you're, you're from Chicago. I am from Chicago. So he's he's a Midwest guy, and he's my audio guy. And we just he came to town, and then I felt pressured to buy new audio equipment because he sent me some <laughs> some really great audio equipment. So he's he's our guy that's uh, making sure you guys are getting some high quality tunes back. George T is in the house. George, say what's up? What's up, everybody? And I'm trying to dial back. Are you guys hearing a little bit of an echo? I'm hearing a little bit of an echo. Are you hearing a little bit? No. All right. You guys are okay? All right. My uh, headphone volume must be up real loud. All new equipment, guys. <clears throat> yeah. So we're, uh, we're really stepping up. This is a Hail Mary that we're throwing right now. <laughs> That's it. That's it. This, this could be the greatest podcast never mm. if we're not careful. So um, anyway, so we, we got Dave here in town. Dave, Dave's in town. Dave's a VW guy, hardcore VW guy. That's why he listens to the podcast. And uh, his life means something, which is reason number two why he l- listens to the podcast, right? Because if you have a meaningful life, you'll listen to Let's Talk Dubs. But, Absolutely. <laughs> but his, and his mic's got his, a little echo. Did the echo. Hello. So his mic's got a little echo. And you are on. Give no, me a test one, number two, three. two, Number two. Mic two. Yeah, so he's. Number got, two. He's got some echo. So let me turn these off. I'll turn those off. Is that the effect button? I think so. We're do it again. We're, number two. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There right. you go. Nice clean. Nope. So no, clean, came back. clean. Nope. No. Came back. <laughs> a little bit. A, we got a little bit of that. Uh, a little bit of that. Uh, that's what we did. We turned that down, and uh, we're working on it. Right, it's a good thing I got audio Dave here. Go ahead. How's that? There yeah. you go. There right. you go. So we're just getting uh, our new things figured out with us. We're using a Zoom uh, L8 uh, multi-track recorder versus my H6. So really stepped it up is what we did. We did. We stepped up our A game and uh, you know, we're going to see what the results of this are, but hopefully you guys will get there. And you know, so the thing is when, you know, Dave reached out to me and I said, man, whenever you come to Vegas, I said, come hook, you know, let's connect and, and hang out for a little bit. And he was in town because Dave is our audio guy. Like Dave is our guy who's keeping our game up. And that's what he does for, that's what you do for work. That's right. So he, he does audio stuff. He's in town for 
Are you okay to talk about what you're in town for? Also? I am. It's not top secret. He, no, not top secret so, anymore. Yeah. So, anymore. <laughs> but I mean, you came to town for, because you're in the business of audio. Tell our listeners what you do. I am a senior audio mixer and my specialty is uh, sports television. Um, I used to be pretty heavily involved in the entertainment scene, but it kind of shifted to uh, primarily sports. And so the NBA is hosting the Summer League here, Mm -hmm. and I am out here having a little fun experimenting with some new technology. And what was cool is, you know, you're, you're an audio guy and a VW guy. And we'll talk about your lineup in a second. And what you know, always how we talk about how we kick off every podcast, right? Which is what the important thing is, is what's your VW story and how did you get into Volkswagens? I got into Volkswagens uh, in the early 80s. I was in high school and I worked my uh, summer of my uh, freshman uh, sophomore break. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need a transportation. And I was cruising around in somebody's car and we rolled up on this uh, 65 Camper Westphalia. Oh, really? And with a for sale sign. I'm like, that's for me. So I called the guy and I ended up buying the 65 uh, bus for $600. Nice. The only problem was it was pumpkin orange. There's nothing, but I don't even think that was a factory color. It was in not a factory no. color. It was not a factory color. Somebody took out, you know, the uh, sink and the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had the Z bed and the closet, and it had a matching, probably six foot diameter orange beanbag chair. Nice. <laughs> Listen, the girls need a place to sit. Oh, you know oh. what I mean. So, uh, so you had so Trust. now this is the eighties, right? And buses weren't that cool in the eighties. Nope. No, I had my eye on a red beetle that was in the neighborhood that mm-hmm. had a for sale sign yeah and uh i missed out on that opportunity and i had this fascination probably you know uh in grade school of uh volkswagens now granted being the midwest it wasn't as uh popular as obviously southern cal but there are still uh, quite a few volkswagens tooling around and uh when i missed out on that uh, uh red bug i'm like i gotta keep looking and that orange bus just showed up and it's like i had to have it and and i rolled that uh pumpkin for probably five or six years all through college now around that time wasn't the great pumpkin charlie brown was it wasn't that out <laughs> about the 70s yeah did you get a little did you a little bit of razzin for that or what <laughs> it it definitely was an attention getter yeah you know and and uh especially uh all the stoners you come out they're all hanging by the well, that's like, hey. what i'm just gonna say <laughs> I, I used to uh do some recordings out of it at uh, some festivals oh, and nice. it always what it always stood out because here you got this orange funky looking vehicle right and it was always uh an attention grabber 
and uh, yeah we had a lot of fun had my little recording set up in it and uh yeah tooling around now did you so it was 1968 when the great pumpkin charlie brown came out just okay. so i can make sure i made that connection <laughs> yeah but when you so you had a recording so you've always been like an audiophile i mean i was always involved in music playing recording and so uh, recording tinkering. how are you recording in this bus i had a four track open reel recorder i mean that's a pretty serious setup for a teenager and uh a little you know four or five channel mixer and this is like the early 80s, like 83, 84. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 80, 81, 80, I had a uh, fixed antenna, sing a little AM radio that I used to walk to the store with, and that was the extent of my of my audio equipment. But the stuff that you're talking about, like even the average guy didn't have something like that. And to have it in your van, was this 12-volt? This is battery-operated? I mean, it, I'm sorry. You're, but <laughs> when it's orange, no. and it has to have shag carpet in it? No. It it had it no, did when no, he was done with it no shag, <laughs> no shag carpeting but it had that thick furry seat cover oh nice mm-hmm. sheepskin sheepskin Sheep, yeah it was nice. uh, but it, somebody the 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 guy who I bought it from mm-hmm. uh, went to great lengths to go uh, to a fabric store. And get the dye to match the outside. Oh, so it was yeah. orange, orange, orange sheep, dead orange, orange sheep orange, all over the inside. Orange, orange. <laughs> yeah. So with the with the you know the wood paneling. Nice. Yeah, of course you you have yeah. to have your you have to have your creepy basement wood paneling up inside there, yeah. so it just feels like yeah. this is the last few moments of your life. <laughs> but I think it was it was, uh, and we're gonna record them. It was a typical uh, bus of. You know, that generation. Sure. So many buses that I've had after the fact, um, you know, never had that middle seat. Right. Because everybody wanted to take it out, have more room. Conversation. The party. Chuck it. The party. Lean it up against the house and it becomes a permanent fixture somewhere. Yeah, the party pit. So you get, so you have this bus through high school for a little bit. It's your VW. And obviously owning a VW, even, you know, at this time, it's a 20, 20 some year old bus. Right, twenty-three-year-old bus. Now you're getting this this car, fairly reliable, not so reliable. You you learn to get your hands dirty in this thing, or definitely, what? Definitely, definitely uh, hands dirty. It was uh, just a stock sixteen hundred in there, and you know, learn to do the tune-ups, the valve adjustments, you know, tweaking the car. Uh, and I had it going uh, through college, and at that point, you know, funds are low, so the vision was always to, all right, when I get some scratch, I'm going to do what I have to do to it. Right. Um, but as time goes on, somebody thought it was cooler than I thought it was. No way. And handed me a big wad of cash. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So this was uh, one of the first, maybe the first recorded in history, street walk-up purchases. <laughs> yes. So someone walks up and buys this bus from you. Like, Talk talk about this negotiation. What kind and of how scratch much is a wad of cash? It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, let's talk was, about it. And, and, and the funny thing is you talk about, you know, uh, having a, a party bus. Mm-hmm. It was at a Grateful Dead show. No. In Chicago. No, you're just being too stereotypical right now. Is that really the truth? Seriously. Some dude, <laughs> he had a van. He had a van. It probably was, you know, uh, an early 80s uh, or late 70s uh, Chevy van that he was one of these guys who uh, couldn't afford a ticket. He always wanted a miracle, but he hung out selling food in the parking lot. Right. And evidently from him selling food, a burrito, whatever he was selling, 
he ended up getting some some money and i was working at the venue where the show was so were you doing were you doing audio stuff i was i was at this building that i worked during college the the university uh venue uh in chicago the pavilion and uh they were playing for three or four nights. I don't remember exactly. And this dude uh, left a note on the window. And he's like, hey, I want to buy your bus. Here, here, I'm in the parking lot. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll go check it out. I find the guy. You know, he's making his uh, burritos. And <laughs> Lord knows what the ingredients were. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think he had like uh, two grand. That's a lot of money. You bought it for six hundred, right? Yeah. And and so I turned around and, you know, it's like, hey, I looked at it completely different. I looked at it. It's like, yeah, I loved it, but I looked at, if I can more than double my money, yeah, I'm gonna go get the next one, right? And so yeah, I the next day, I come back with the title, boom, gone. And what? So what was your next Volkswagen after that? After that, it was a '57 uh, Beetle. Oh wow! So you go deep. You go deep early. You started yeah. with two really good ones. And now yeah. is this a? Are you starting to get pulled towards like the cow look car scene or the street car look? At at that time, it was uh, uh, the cow look. Mm-hmm. I actually bought the car in uh, San Diego, the uh, from the import trader. Magazine. Oh, really? Yeah. I had a buddy that I worked with mm-hmm. uh, who would send them to me. From Southern California? Because yeah. you're looking yeah. for a rust-free Volkswagen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, every week that import car trader would come out, he'd send it. And I uh, found it uh, out there, uh, just south of uh, Oceanside in Carlsbad. So what did you do? You flew out there and bought it and drove it home? or <clears throat> Sight unseen. He went and he's not a Volkswagen guy. Really? He went out and looked at it and, uh, you know, crawled around and was like, yeah, this is a clean car. Hmm. Yellow 57 oval. Yellow original color? It. Uh, or painted yellow? I think it was uh, painted. Yeah. And. They didn't have too many bright colors in the oval era. No, no, no. And they were probably definitely. trying to make it look like a newer Beetle, which probably yellow right. at the time was like right. every Super Beetle that was oh, out yeah. there, yeah. Black interior. You know, nothing fancy, single port, 1500. Somebody obviously replaced the original motor. Right. So is this this is lowered. This is like ready cow looker, or is it kind of needs a little bit of work it, to get it, it where it you want it? It needed a little little help. The price was right. I think I, I, I paid like 3000 Wow. For you really it. kicked it up. I mean, a brand it, new one back then is going to be, well, what year is this? Late 80s. They're, so they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not around anymore, yeah. but still they were 3500 bucks brand yeah, new. So I think that's like 85 I yeah. bought that uh, oval. So you were still you were committed to the scene way back then, huh? And then you need yeah. to drag it all the way back to Chicago. Had it shipped back. Nice. So you oh, get, I didn't yeah. drive back. You shipped it back. Oh, I shipped I shipped it back. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you pick up the 57 oval and now during this whole time you've gone to college and now you're you're going down the path of you you were a musician first. Yes. And then from being a musician, playing in bands, stuff like that, and then switching to like uh, brass instruments and in college, then you decide you're gonna you just start helping out at the auditorium. Right. I I ultimately uh, my musical side of my life happened uh, 
really through the uh, <clears throat> friends that I associated with that mm-hmm. we we wanted to essentially like so many other young people growing up wanted to have a band you know nobody knew Being how to a play band and get chicks right exactly exactly and then and then when I realized that all right that ain't gonna happen we're going nowhere well what's the next thing well be a crew guy right take care of the band and that's when i started mixing bands and uh road managing production managing working for some promoters uh, and you're and this is just by happenstance of location that you kind of get thrust into a pretty good spot at a young age where you're involved with a lot of the a lot of the you're the intermediary between the band and the venue right because at at, at the the venue uh that the university had um yeah, we had, you know, three, four big shows a month uh, for a good three or four years. And so from my uh, involvement with the promoter and meeting all these bands, yeah, it, it was the stepping stones sure. that allowed me to go out with some of the bands that I met. And it didn't help that my uh, uh, college roommate got involved in artist management. And so... When he needed the guy, he'd say, "Hey, can you go out and nice take care of these guys?" And and so yeah, for for uh, five five six years, it was a fun time. In, and and in so, my what life. bands like take us back to that time? What bands were you involved with? Like that you were helping out? The uh, my buddy John, who worked in the artist management, uh, primarily uh, the agency that he worked at had a lot of uh, blues artists, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Buddy Guy, Johnny Winter, uh, Coco Taylor, Albert Collins. There's a local record company in Chicago, Alligator Records, which at one time I worked for. He managed a bunch of uh, Alligator artists and uh, booked them, was their booking agent. And so I would go out with a number uh, of those guys, Albert Collins being one and Working with Al- Albert Collins, got to go out with George Thorgood, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Albert yeah. King. Um, yeah, we had a good time doing some uh, big, big events with those guys. Yeah, and so you've had you got to experience a lot of bands in between with, you know, being kind of be being like a road manager. It was a road manager or venue manager a or production manager. Production manager. That's the basically taking care of uh, the needs of the band taking care of the crew, interacting with the venues, making sure you get paid. And th- and that on the surface seems like it's just a, su- a super great time, but the reality is it- it's pretty taxing as far as a job goes. Yes, it is. I mean, you're there. We talked about this. From, that, you're there from 7 a.m. The load-in. The load-in. <laughs> and then you're the responsible Through party. The sound check. Yeah, so everybody wants to see you, and then you're there all the way until the end. Until the band the load out, the load out. So the band plays load out and all that 3 stuff. Three a.m. That's nuts. And getting so, a bus, and you do, and you're doing that three four times a month. Well, no, when we were on tour, it was prior to me going on the road. It was three or four big concerts a month. Right. When you're on the road doing that, it's every night. Every night. Oh, good grief. That's a yeah. lot of work. So the gla- three the, months. So the glamour's not months? so not so exciting. Sometimes that's more of no. a grind. No, I mean it's a grind until you finally get that first day off and you sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so doing so doing that that leads you into uh, where you start going into the audio side of uh, 
of broadcasting? Like, how do you jump over to broadcasting? Because you know, the, the amazing thing is one of the, one of the things that I, I kind of focus on this is, is it's not just the cars, it's the people and, and the tentacles of the VW hobby that goes out has all different people's the, different people that are connected to it. So uh, that's why I get kind of interested in like, you know, when, when you send me some stuff as a listener, you're like, Hey, I'm a listener. Here's some stuff. Check this out. And I'm just like, wow, this is a pretty, you know, a nice deal. This guy did for me. He must be doing something right in this industry. And so how do you jump from being on the concert side of things to go on the broadcasting side? It, it pretty much was, okay. I had my fun, you know, I'm in my early twenties. It was, uh, a very interesting time in the eighties to be out on the road in the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. A lot of temptation. Uh, I'll, <laughs> lot of I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, George. Hey, uh, <laughs> Miami vice was on yes. there, man. I was oh, a yeah. <laughs> Totally. So, so it, it was one of those things that, okay. I kind of realized that, you know, this could be a lot of fun. It could move to greater heights, greater levels, mm-hmm. but, it could take me all the way to down. places that yeah. I don't want to go. And I witnessed in the in the short time that I toured with some of these uh, acts that I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. And I started doing uh, some local sound stuff um, in Chicago. And somehow uh, a guy who uh, I worked at at a studio said, hey, you want to help me rewire? Uh, a TV station. And I said, sure. And I spent six months wiring this uh, TV station, WGN TV in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, hey, we need you to do the news. Can you do this? I want you to run camera on a Cub <laughs> game. And it was like, really? And that's how I really got involved in the broadcast side. It was just from being in that environment, people saw you. They figure, okay, he knows how to do this. He yeah, knows he must how to know, do that. He must know what he's doing. Yeah, he can run a camera to, you know, cover a major league sporting, you know, event. And, and WGN's a big WGN's channel because they used to broadcast right. it here. At that time, at that time, yes, WGN was a super station. Yeah, all over, all over the country. Yeah, and so yes, you guys uh, could see. That's where Oprah uh, started, right? My, no, she started at the ABC oh. Channel Seven, ABC affiliate there. But I mean, that was a, but, that's a big station. Yeah. I mean, you're not yeah. you're not crazy nervous first time you grab a camera for a Cubs game. You're like, uh, oh okay. yeah, I was. <laughs> you're trying I to was. think like, how did I watch this on TV last time? Why zoom oh, yeah. in, zooming out? Am I going? Oh yeah, you know, yeah. So it's got to be pretty. It's got to be pretty yeah. intense. But oh, it it was it was very intense, but it was a lot of fun. Just the rush. Here's the funny thing is. I was my first camera job was running the center field camera at Wrigley Field. And so basically that center field camera is on every pitch. You're seeing the batter pitch mm-hmm. every time. And if all of a sudden a guy steals second, your job is to tilt down, zoom in and get that pick off at second base. And I remember one time all of a sudden I'm so engrossed in paying attention to the director. I'm waiting for that pitcher to wind up and, and I'm focused on home plate and all of a sudden there's a throw to second and I just stood there. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I froze it. All of a sudden, yeah, obviously the director, the late great Arnie Harris, you know, chews you out for a minute. 
Right. And it's like, hey, Davey, Davey, you got it. You sleep It's yours. <laughs> you got to take care of that. So, but over time, yeah, you refine your skills and, um, you know, one thing leads to another. And next thing you know, you're working for CBS, you're working for NBC, you're yeah. working for HBO, doing all kinds of stuff. And it's all about relationships, just like in the car scene. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you have a network of people, you cross paths. And, and you know, the one thing uh, that I always loved prior to the TV side was when I traveled, uh, you know, doing music was seeking out. You know, if we were doing uh, a three or four day mm-hmm. stand and if we had a, a day off would to find out, you know, is there any car shows? Is yeah. there any scene trying to plug in your car life yeah. wherever yeah. you are? Yeah. yeah. It, knowing. I remember right when I, I went to uh, I th- where it was a university of uh, uh, their mascots, a, 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 a rooster. TN. Is that the name? VT, Virginia Tech. That's where it is. Okay. okay. Yeah. Virginia Tech. I went there for like a wood flooring class and the wood flooring inspection or something like that. And I'm just like on Facebook looking for a group and I show up at like their Wednesday night car meet. I'm in a rental car, right? I don't have any VW shirts. I got, n- I got nothing to brand myself that, hey, I'm one of the crew. And I show up and it's like two, it's like a Super Beetle and a Baja. And it's like, sounds like Virginia. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. And I kind of roll in here, and I'm like, and I'm like, uh, it was in Roanoke, Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. And I just kind of go in, go into this, uh, just meet, just sit there and chat with some people. And they're like, oh man, you should bring your car out, whatever. And I'm like, well, it's a little far, but uh, you know, it was just, it was cool to connect with some car people, you know. And then it was like a, it was, it was kind of weird. It was like a either strip mall, like a grocery store type thing. And so it was kind of like a cars and coffee thing in the mid middle of the week. So. But it, it's always interesting to go and and dip your toe into that culture and those different markets all around because it's just such a different sense of the scene. Way different. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's it, I, I do it all the time when I try to travel if, I, if we're out of town and try to go somewhere. Man, I, I'm dipping ask out to try to try, yeah ask, <laughs> ask my wife. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, George. <laughs> Where are you going today, Bill? So now you have your you, you got your bus and then you move on to your oval window. How long do you have the oval window until you get rid of it? I had probably five or six years. Um, and then you I sell the OV- clean California oval to somebody else in Chicago? I did. And I bought a, I think it was a 64 panel uh, from Santa Ana. I was at the Classic. and So this is in the 90s now. You're in the, you're the Classic and you're like, oh. I like or it was either, it could have been uh, the Jamboree. Right. Prior, yeah, spring jamborees were really big. They used and, to, uh, they used uh, to have some good, especially like out there. You'd go out there, you'd see. Remember, there was a guy here in Vegas, wasn't even really a VW guy, and he bought a double door panel. I think it was a, I thought it might have been the jamboree, but it could have been Pomona, where he just bought that super, and it was a brown panel, like a '61 panel, double door, and he bought it. He lived over there by Scott, around the corner from Scott. But yeah, just good deals. I mean, there used to be such. It was, yeah. Especially when you go out there, like you're in, you're right. over there in Chicago, and everything's all rusted to death, and you go right. out there, it's, and everything's it, like. It, it's definitely harder to find, you know, especially when you're looking at, you know, a thirty year old car. Yeah, I've worked you on four year old cars from back east, and they're a mess. Yeah. Like when yeah. when I was working at Beetle Barn, we got a couple of new cars come in from back east. Everything's rusted on the car. Like the stuff I have to use on old rusty cars, I had to use on the new cars. To just even take things apart. It was insane. Never seen anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it was tough. 
It was tough. You guys got a rough life out there for cars. It is. Do. It is. Yeah, salt on the road. That's why the guy. That's why the car guys don't drive their stuff in the wintertime. Well, yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, obviously, I didn't. But I went through the, a period when I bought that uh, uh, panel bus. The interesting thing about the panel bus, it was shortened. Oh, really? <laughs> you were that guy. I was that guy. One it was door. One door shortened. Like one door shortened. Oh man. So you go from the great pumpkin Charlie Brown yep. to the short bus. <laughs> I mean, so you're so these guys are, are, are so in this whole time, are you involved in the VW scene in Chicago? Is there a bit of a scene there or what's it it was back is it then just it was a personal hobby for you? It, it was more a personal hobby at that time. There were uh, a couple clubs. The only issue at the time that I really didn't get that involved was because um, my work mm -hmm. at the time, I'm doing NFL, you know, in the fall, I'm doing baseball in the summer, and it falls across the weekends. Oh, so when most of all the car shows are, right. I'm committed, you know, a lot of the good you know, uh, car shows in the fall, September, yeah. uh, October. Well, I'm committed to traveling, covering the NFL for CBS. Yeah, so you can't really get, so it get was, immersed in the scene. Right, exactly. So that was the hardest part. And that was actually uh, kind of a bummer for me because, you know, I occasionally would be home and be able to go to a few of the local uh, car shows and, um, you know, Great people. You know, it doesn't matter what part of the country you're from. Yeah. You know, VW people are solid people, and it's it's like this brotherhood yeah. for the most part. Yeah, 100%. You know, until the internet came, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that a little bit earlier at dinner about, you know, because one of the cars you stepped up to is you ended up after the panel bus. Is that when you stepped well, up? Well, I still was in that funky phase. Yeah, yeah, because you, you're odd man out with the short I, bus. I got you, bro. I, I, I'm, got you. I'm the odd man out with the short but. The cool thing about that uh, uh, short bus, turquoise and white, mm -hmm. running on uh, uh, five spokes, it was lowered, mm -hmm. and it was the attention grabber. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. People it's wait, like, for oh, look wait for a clown, for a clown to jump right. out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. totally, totally. It 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 it, ga it it garnered lots of attention. So did you know it was a shortened bus, or you're like, well, something's weird about this? You get back to Chicago, you're like, there's oh, a door missing. No, no, no. I knew, <laughs> I knew because so this was an intentional. I hope so. You owned a bus before that, <laughs> right? I, I just, hope you caught that I part. Don't know. Of it. <laughs> you never know. It it was it was like yeah, one of those phases. Uh, right. And, and then I ended up getting this yellow uh, Piranha Roadster. That it was a, a a kit car, a very hard to find car. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know that was a two seater, you know, no top. It was fun. And I finally, after a few years, you know, people would say, "Why do you have all these weird ones?" You know, Volkswagen designed some pretty cool cars. Why do you mess them up? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I swung around and I got a. Uh, 58 euro beetle mm -hmm. red so 58 euro beetle because it's semaphores a semaphores and a ragtop or no sunroof no uh no sunroof in that one okay and i'm like i missed the bus i missed the, i had that 58 for a few years and then uh on 
the Samba, somebody listed a 23 window that needed help. A lot of help. What year is this? This had to have been uh, early uh, 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I say to this guy, hey, are you interested in a trade? He's like, what do you got? I said, uh, a early semaphore uh, beetle. Yeah. And he, he's like, yeah, I'm interested. He's like, I, I hate these buses. I bought like <laughs> 10 cars. What year is this? It, it was early 2000s. 2000s. These it was a guy buses. up in Brainerd, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Same Brainerd, Minnesota, okay? <laughs> he wanted the Beetle, and he was going to trade me straight up. This running, driving uh, 58 Beetle on polished five spokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just put in one of... Uh, Wolfgang's semaphore windshields. Oh, nice. The safari windows. Uh, it was a gas. I yeah. love that car. And I wanted to get back in a bus. And I wanted, you know, obviously the 23 windows. Yes, so a little bit desirable. I turn around, get a trailer. Oh, and, and, and I said, I'll sweeten the deal. I said, if you do it straight up, I'll throw in that Piranha Roadster. Get out of here. So the guy Speaking gets the, of the Piranha Roadster. Bill's got him pulled up. On yeah, the is this screen. is that, this the Piranha you're talking about? Is it this one? This no, one? No. So neither of these. All right. No, more like. All right, you got to get on mic. You got to get on mic, there, buddy. Is this it? It's like that. Yeah. You're saying. That's it. Yeah. There's so this. it's a it's a kit car that goes. It's a kit that goes on a Beetle. And is that glassed in? Like they bolted it and glassed it in? Like smoothed it out? Smoothed it out. You obviously chopped the roof off holy moly has that tonneau cover and see how it's all smooth yeah yep. smoothed the, out the, uh, the running wells. board too so you like bought they, they yes, shaved the base they of it, shaved, the rocker right so you you had that so you so you sweeten the deal he so this guy gets the piranha and the euro beetle and the euro beetle and you tow all the stuff down there to i, t- I tow the 58 up there mm-hmm. and i get up there and we do the deal, and I said, "All right, I'll come back in a couple of days." Now, you this was on the Samba, this car, yes. And you check this thing out, like I mean, how, how bad? How bad's the rust on this bus when you see it? Because it's in Minnesota, right? Yeah, and it's not the it's ugly. The, not known for the land of the dry cars. It's ugly. And this guy's a younger guy. He's your no, age. He's, he's an older guy. Older guy. And he sees the Roadster, and you tempted his tummy with the taste of yeah. Piranha Roadster. So, so after, I think it was, it was almost a close to a 24-hour drive. Wow. I get up, drive up there, do the deal, turn right back around. It was probably 16 hours, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had young kids at the time. I pull in. Daddy, what are we doing? Be quiet. We're getting And they're like, what did you get this for? This is junk. <laughs> oh, your kids are disappointed. Oh with yeah, you. yeah. Because because I, I I leave with a running driving cool car. Right. What is this piece of crap, Dad? I said, hey, <laughs> the glass is half full. <laughs> Nothing worse than your kids thinking you screwed and, up. <laughs> yeah. So so I I I restored. Awesome. You know, started working on it. And this thing's rusty. So and, you and oh, this is yeah. pre all the metal that's available and all this stuff it, like it, Gerson. Oh, Gerson, Gerson was, was around. Probably just cracking into it around just, there. Yeah, yeah. Early 2000. I 
at, at the last classic, uh, Ronnie from Busteration yep. uh, had a booth set up, and Gerson was there, you know, promoting, and it was in the early stages of uh, classic fab. And uh, I ended up pretty much all the dog legs, all the rockers, pretty much six inches. Yeah, yeah the bottom, bottom six, six inches of that bus. Yeah. Would and, be fair. Belly pans. And so you get in this car and you're now at this time, everybody's on the Samba. The Samba's like where everybody's going to. That's the VW community, right? So you're on the Samba and you're probably in the bus forums. And you got a forum of this and you guys are just kicking this thing around and all yep. this good stuff. And uh, so you get the metal work and you're, you're going for paint, which is sometimes the toughest thing to do for people, right? Pick the paint colors. Everybody wants paint. you to go. Stop. I mean, I know my bus was velvet green and white, and I went red and black with my bus. So, what'd you decide to do? How long was the process to do all the metal work, and then what'd you decide to do on paint? It, it probably was at least uh, a year. And who uh, are you doing all that metal, metal work? I, I, to save uh, some time and to save some money, I did all the prep. I cut a lot out, but because of of you know time and money in my work schedule mm-hmm. i had a shop uh near me that specialized in vw's and, and porsche uh take care of all the metal work nice and uh they actually painted it as well um but uh for all you haters out there <laughs> the m code plate was a 6323 window originally delivered to chicago really? uh that's kind of cool. Pearl white and mouse gray. So pearl white over mouse gray. Yeah. And I said to myself, I've been to all these car shows, been to the classic, was a, a you know, a diehard classic. Yeah, and we're talking to a guy who drove the pumpkin, the, the, the great <laughs> You know, pumpkin. enjoyed my experiences, you know, Short being bus. a Midwest guy. Gotcha. Going out there. <laughs> Piranha. Witnessing all these beautiful vehicles out there so you've been to the other side of the mountain now you're back now you're back in back in chicago and you're like i said if i'm spending the money to do this i'm not painting it mouse gray right which is your prerogative i'm not painting mouse gray and that's when the flamers the haters so would you do raider silver and black or would you do (laughs) i ended up doing you know cubs red white and blue no no i thought about it though (laughs) pinstripes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I ended up doing a little modified Turks. Right. And uh, I just tweaked the green. Still. Still in the in, family in, of in like the, the Turkish, right. Turkish Turks green. Yeah, yeah with, Turkish. you know. It's, within, it's with, a shade or two, one direction or with, another. With, with, you know, an off-white uh, top. And so you're building this on the forum, and you're like, oh, check it out, guys. I just got I just get it painted. And then, yeah, it was one of those things that, all right, boom, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you lost all your you friends know, on the internet. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. But, hey, you know, it's my car. It's my money. It's Do what you want. What, I, hey. Roll how you want to roll. That's it. I am a firm believer in the VW scene. You have the right to do your car any way you want. And yeah. if someone doesn't like it, they have the responsibility to keep it to themselves. Right. <laughs> of course. Or, you know, let me see your car. Right. Because it's kind of, I remember <laughs> there was, <laughs> it was one of the Samba threads that I had on one of my cars. It was the bus or something. And 
somebody had somebody had said something this guy's like oh man i can't believe you did this or whatever like that and then i'm like who's this guy like who's this guy being super critical oh i cut the spring plate. there's a picture of the 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 l cut spring plate on the carbon cap the bus boy kit. yeah and someone's like oh man what a hack job blah, blah, blah. so then i'm like who is this guy so i just click on his icon then i go to all his picture posts and you thought my welds look bad, bro. This guy's making popcorn and he's got pigeons loose in the garage. <laughs> I said, bro, I've seen your fab skills. Where did you think you could talk? Like I bought these, bro. Like when John used to yeah, cut John them. Seen. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking like, but that's how these people get so emboldened on the internet. You know, before you go to a car show, you focus on finding the cars that you want. You didn't drive around looking for cars that you could roast on the internet. Like you had no internet to roast cars on. So it was like, it's the craziest thing where people feel this obligation to tell you what they think about your car or what you should do. But Without you asking for it. Yeah. It's just the most insane <laughs> right thing here, in the world. Right. I didn't even ask your totally. opinion. That's totally. nuts. And the, the worst part is like as a community of people that were into that stuff, it's a little a little deflating when, you know, everybody kind of bags on you about decisions you made. But, you know, I, I was telling a story earlier today that you guys will hear with the, the – well, that you heard last week on last week's podcast with Spike – is when you know when I pull up over at uh, over at because it, it's a particular type of people and it's bus people and it's type three people VW bug people they don't care they're really less critical the type three the type two people because when I showed up in my Gia at at the ISP thing I think the only thing I heard I'm expecting to see a crowd swarm the car and check it out you know and all, and all I hear is like um, sixty five they didn't have they didn't have anthracite gray. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but it's just like i think to myself like like okay there was six people there because i went there with you yeah there six well, people there. well there was 15 all 15 right let's them. let's be generous but at any rate it's it's one of those things where you're thinking like man i'm, I'm pretty stoked of all the hard work's going into the thing i'm really looking forward to seeing the response from people and you know sometimes as much as we say we build the cars for ourselves which is who we should be building the car for it's nice to get acknowledgement from people when when, the, when people give you acknowledgement for some of the hard oh, work or appreciate something course. you've done. And the interesting thing is you'd have taken that same bus to a hot rod show and people would have been all over you like, man, this is right, so cool, right. great color. I love the color. I mean, why can't why can't you give a compliment mm -hmm. and say, hey, that's great paint, man. Yeah. I love your motor. Yeah. You know. Well, listen, the the, the VW scenes. It's a little different in that respect of like the, but I think it's the internet scene wherever you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the the people, the keyboard warriors get behind there and they get all emboldened. And usually those are the guys that are sitting there in their underwear all upset because they don't have a car to go fix and they're they're going to lash out at people. They have an obligation to let yeah. you know their opinion. So now, yeah, so now right, you, right. you get this bus painted and you go online and everybody's giving you a hard time about the, about the, the, the Turkish color and all this kind of stuff. What's the next step for the bus? It's painted. It's ready for assembly, and then I get two kids in college, <laughs> and all of a sudden it was right after the crazy bus craze, and yeah. Barrett Jackson, and my son said, why don't you sell it? And I said, I can't sell it. it it's not together. It's right. parts and boxes and pieces. Yeah. And uh, I cleaned it all up took some photos of all the parts i had you know tons of parts extra you know extra corner glass extra uh, uh, clocks you know uh, sapphire one radio with the bus only bezels extra bumpers 
And I posted it, and within hours, it was sold. My favorite's when they're like, hey, uh, I want to buy it. I want you to take the ad down right now. Can you take the ad down? I'd like you to take the ad down. You know, like. I've ad comes people. down when the cash is in my hand. Right. I, I, I had people fr- from from California to uh, the East Coast ready. I'll be there two days. I'll have a trailer. Hmm. Hang on. You sold this to pay for tuition for kids that were making fun of you for buying it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, Go not, that's not what we such do a as parents. bad move now. That's huh, what kids? we do as parents. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, uh, it was crazy money though, that what somebody was willing to pay for now. What year is this? Uh, this is probably 2015. Oh wow! I was just say that, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, if you're talking recent. about the two twenty yeah. bus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one that was built yeah. by DNR Restoration. Yeah, that's the one that went through for two twenty. Yeah, yeah. And I, my, my, okay, my personal opinion on that, the reason it did go through is, a, uh, the real estate market is doing decent. B, it's for sale in Orange County, where the median home price is eight hundred forty thousand dollars. Yeah. So, you know, you got that those people with that beach money over there. So I mean, I thought it was a good looking bus. I, I no, saw it no, it's one, it's one of the nicest buses it, built. It was a nice bus, certainly. Yeah, I mean, they're all over restored anymore. If you yeah. if you found an original one, they're nothing like right. like they're built to today. So you know, and that's the cool thing about where the hobby is right now mm-hmm. is, you know, you got your custom guys, you got your stock guys. There's there's room in this hobby for everybody. There is, you know. Do what you want to do, and you shouldn't be criticized for it. No, people, and that's the thing. People really kind of need to take a step back and learn to pump the scene up and and give people some kudos. You know, when they, uh, you know, when they see something decent, you don't see something you like, just keep walking. <laughs> you know, but it's when people are buying cars, it's it's interesting that at the price of the car. I've recently sold a couple of cars and I posted my Corvair for sale and I put it up. And when I, when you post it now, the beautiful thing now is the internet is you can post a car for sale, multiple different things. So I post it on local and then I click all these Corvair sites that I'm part of like Corvair classifieds whatever. And all these guys are like, your price get too low. Your price get too low. And I, and I thought to my, and I said, no, I'm trying to give somebody a good deal. And the very first guy that came and looked at it, bought it. And he came and looked at it, bought it because it was a good deal. But I never understand the people, that, especially when something's a really good deal. I'm selling. I have a car right now for sale for eight hundred dollars. <laughs> these guys, these guys are like, "Can I come by and look at it?" I'm like, "No, like, like it's eight hundred bucks. There's no title. You what you see is what you get. Like, are you gonna come by and check the radiator pressure? Like, no, dude. It, here's what it needs. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a short I'm list. Narrow it down. For short you. list. One word. Everything. But it's so interesting. Like. You know, because the car doesn't run, and so now it's like I was going to put it on a trailer and go meet people places because I don't want people at my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's such a it's such a weird thing anymore with you know people that want to look at stuff. And then the worst thing is when people make offers over the phone or just right off the internet. Like, what's the lowest you're going to take? I love that text. Every my time res- I put something yeah. up, so what's the lowest you're going to take? And my response to all those is, what's the absolute most you will pay? 
and then they go, well, I, I uh, uh, well, and then they're like, well, what? And I'm like, I'll, I'll take the most you're willing to pay. And they go, <laughs> and they'll throw out a number and they go, not it. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, selling those cars and, and getting to the point where, so now you got a, you got the bus sold, your dream bus is sold. How do you take care of your VW fix after that? Answer an ad, Craigslist. Male models they were looking for. Oh. 58 Beetle. <laughs> 50, another early Beetle. In Chicago uh, area? It was, yeah. It was someone who had moved from New Mexico, trailered uh, three Volkswagens, uh, like a 66 camper, a 60 single cab, and a 58 Beetle. Hmm. And... I drive up to uh, Michigan to check it out. Uh, I hauled a trailer, and I bought this '58 Beetle for uh, three grand. Really? And it it had been, you know, kind of an Earl Scheib paint job. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> it uh, not if you're trying to get there by know, Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it 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 ran. You know, it was it was it was cool for the time. I knew I was going to redo it, and then he says to me, "Hey, you like buses?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, I like buses." He hey, goes, ones, "I got a couple orange of buses. ones. What you got?" <laughs> hey, kid, you like candy? Like, sure, I like candy. And so I go uh, to this barn that where he was keeping them, and uh, he had the '60 single cab. You know, still had the New Mexico plates, um, and he had this uh, uh, ugly. Uh, brown, uh, just like my 65 uh, camper. Yeah. And I'm like, how much you want for the camper? He's like, oh, I want to keep the camper. Uh, okay, how much for the single cab? Um, I don't know, make me offer. And, you know, so I look at it. It's pretty, it's pretty clean. Uh, some, you know, surface rust on the gates, of course, in the bed. And I look back and it's like, oh, no go. Where's the motor? Oh, I don't have a motor. Uh, all right. Uh, you got a title? Yeah. Three grand. He's like, all right, I'll think about it. So I drive the the uh, Beetle home. He calls me uh, like a couple weeks later. Okay, I'll take three grand. For uh, the single cab. For the single cab. So I turn back around, go up and get the uh, single cab. And uh, I was building... A motor for the 23 window i had uh a lot of berg park uh parts oh really so you that so this I, this 23 window wasn't going to be a stalker no no I, it, it was it was going to be it was it was other than uh wheels and tires and stance and the motor everything else it was gonna be original right yeah and so i was building a uh berg based motor uh, I stumbled upon some 88 uh, machining mm -hmm. pistons and I got some uh, heads from them uh, and put this uh, motor together with uh, some uh, Delordos, I think I had for that hey, motor. Those um, uh, George loves them. They actually, I, I, I like them in type threes and bugs. I, I, I liked them because, uh, 
I had the the baby Dells and uh, oh, you had the thirty six, the like the, the single 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 throw. single yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So so I this motor <laughs> this motor was uh you know uh sixteen seventy nine, mm-hmm. and I had them rebuilt out in uh, Salt Lake Art. You're right, Art Thrain. Uh, yeah, yep. he he rebuilt those, and uh, that motor purred. It was awesome. That's where I bought my single cab from, by the way. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. The awesome. Partner Grant. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had that Full motor because the man himself. When I sold the 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 twenty three window, I had the motor that came in it that I gave uh, you know went with the bus, and the guy who bought my twenty three window uh, stayed in contact with me, and he called me up one day and said, "Hey, what are you working on?" and you know, I said, I got this Beetle and I got a 60 single cab. He goes, you got a single cab? Can I come check it out? And I'm like, sure. So he comes up, he looks at it and it's like, yeah, I want it. I want it. And he said, why don't you come? Uh, I, fi- I got the 23 window uh, all dialed. Why don't you go come down, take a ride? So I go down there to... Uh, so did he finish his, it with your vision, yes, like lowered yes. and stuff? And no, stock, stock, Ugh. stock, stock. So did he repaint it? No. He okay. left. No, 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 because because yeah, it, it, you know he he actually liked the color. So I go down there and drive it, and it, it was it was very nice. You know he did a good job, and um, he had a '71 restored uh, Bay camper, and. This sounds like it's about to go sideways, dude. Well, <laughs> he he says, you want to trade? For the single cab. Single cab. And I'm like. And the single cab's up and running now or still no, no motor? No, Still I, no I, motor. I, I, was, I, was, I was mothballing it this for, you know. So I traded that 60 single cab. And they said that Chicago, and the, then, the mob is out of Chicago. <laughs> I just met the Don right So now. I traded that 60 single cab. And that motor for that for restored, that 71. restored 71. And that, listen, man, that's, I mean, it, it's funny. It's a, it's a fair trade. I kept the single cab. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's, it, it, it's a fair trade, like value for value because yeah. you're, you're getting, both people are getting what they want, right? Like you want something right. like turnkey, like get in. So right. the 71 restored bus, like it's just a done deal. A done deal. So, do you get to enjoy that bus at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and the thing was, now you know it was more for hey, you know, my kids. Right. Hey, they can have. It's like you know. I remember growing up. It's like the guys that had some unique cars always had fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, here you are. You know, a 17 year old. You start rolling in one of these. Right. vehicles you know people you're gonna get lots of attention right and so i'm like all right here you guys have fun with it so you your know? kids your kids cruise that around oh yeah 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 was yeah. it a stock or lowered it was it was it was lowered really uh 70 76 loud exhaust what wheels uh, it had it actually just had uh uh stock uh powder coated uh with uh hubcaps nice um i had uh uh brms mm-hmm. you know uh because the base had what five, five by one twelve, yeah. yeah. And so I had uh, at a swap meet, I uh, bought one. Just all right. Let me look at it and see what uh, 
Let's see how this is doing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then uh, another deal happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you end up moving moving the single cab on to another I home. Moved. So, so, so yeah. When I took got the bus, he, he took the single cab and and the motor. So I I rolled the uh, uh, bay for a little while. Mm-hmm. I still had my fifty eight. So what um, happens to the fifty eight? It we're having fun with it. She, you still got it. Yeah, still got the fifty eight. Yep. yep. And then you're 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 out of town on a job somewhere. Is that it? This your fifth? Is this your fifty eight? Yeah. Yep. That's no no no. That's my latest. Say, this that's is, a sixty one. This is what you swap the. Uh, that's what I swap the bus for. So you, you then take the <laughs> so then you take the then you take the. Um, the late model or the early the bay 71 yeah, yeah. bay and swap it out right. for what what year is this one 61 the 61 ragtop 61 rag and top. just like that you got it with the brms and everything oh yeah just like that 17 brms i yeah. told you the mob is alive and well in chicago this guy's this guy's getting deals everywhere yeah That's, but a bus for a bug even early uh, but like listen tough, yeah. but okay you're talking to a guy who traded a crew cab for a 67 beetle do you not remember that? Would you bump your head? <laughs> Do you hold on? Do you not remember that? I bought that single cap. I bought that double cap for thirty five hundred bucks from Carl, and then it was a primered, primered uh, late model double cab, not single cab, double cab, and gates were a little bit bent on it, and somebody had welded in bullets in it and made it look like an early, and they did some work. The one Carl had at DRP. Mm-hmm. I bought it for thirty five hundred bucks, and I'm at the VW Classic, and my Savannah Beige sixty seven was there for sale for fifty five hundred dollars. Bad move on your part. And it was yeah. a, no, no, pump the brakes, bro. This, this, <laughs> hey, listen, bad move. This on double your cab bro. needed Where's everything. Where's that sixty seven Savannah Beige right now? Let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. So I'm there, and I'm looking at this car, and I see this. It's like Savannah Beige. It's lowered on Sprint Stars, the MP five like Sprint Stars. It's basically a stock Savannah Bay 67, lowered in the front a little bit. might not even be lowered, and I'm in love. It's got red interior, red TMI interior kit, oatmeal carpet, and I'm like, bro, this car is done. And then I look at the guy, and I'm like, hey, would you be interested in trading that for a double cab? He's like, I don't know what the double cab looked like. And then I was like, well, I'll send you some pictures. So we end up swapping pictures back and forth. The guy's in San Diego. We meet. At In and Out Burger in Barstow, I forget the guy's name, Bricks, Brack, something or other. The guy sells a bunch of VWs out of San Diego, so I meet up with him. We swap straight across, and I'm thinking I cut a fat hog because I got myself a nice yeah. Savannah Bay 67. It was super weird. First time I went around the block, and it sounded like that was dragging cylinder blocks because there's <laughs> something wrong with the transmission. Like something wrong with the transaxle. Like <laughs> I'm like, that's not a good sound. So. Long story short, that car that car ended up getting turboed, alloys, and then uh, Buddy Hale, then Elliot Vansel, and it's still in Elliot's collection. And I vow, Elliot, if you're listening, I'm going to get that car back one of these days, my 67. So, yeah. it's a, So, when you say it's not a fair trade, long, that's a long version of that story. It, when you say it's not a fair trade, it's depend. If I wanted a done car like that, that 67 was done to me until I drove it and realized that something wrong with the transaxle. You know, buy low, sell high, trade up. That's it. Well, you've certainly, that, you have certainly learned that from Davey, the audio guy who's here, <laughs> not only dialing in the audio, but, uh, you know, making deals, making deals in the Chicagoland area. So that was, that was a, 
you know, I love the swap. Yeah. The swap meets. And, and, uh, I think that I'm a pretty good negotiator. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, I've always had fun doing. I won't say hoard parts, but it was a way to perpetuate, uh, the enjoyment of the hobby to get something new was hang on something, you know, all right, I'm going to keep that for a little while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the timing's right. You bring it out and it's in demand and there you go. Triple your money. Yeah. Listen, it's, uh, I got no problem with people doing that. And I get happy when I hear those stories because everybody, the VW stories have come up. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing, the, the people that are in it, you know, when, when it becomes, when it becomes a rich man's game, it's not a rich man's game. It's like there's still, you can still find the come ups out there. They're still there all day, every day. I mean, you know, and I millions think, of them. I think you both would agree that the beauty of, of the Volkswagens is they want you, the cars, to work on them. Yeah. Get your hands dirty. They force you learn to. Learn something. <laughs> learn something. They're going to. And, oh, absolutely. And it's just one of those things that, you know, whether it's a father son a father daughter to to introduce young people yeah i mean how else are you going to scream at your kid while he holds a flashlight yeah yeah <laughs> the <laughs> ball of light like <laughs> you idiot i'll tell you a quick little story how i got my younger son really into the volkswagens was you know i'd load up my truck for a swap meet and mm-hmm. it's like hey would you come to the swap meet and help me just kind of manage, you know, if I got to, I want to look around a little bit, you can kind of mind the store. And of course, you know, there's the resistance. Yeah. No. And it's like, I don't want to go with dad. This is so, awful. So he would come with me and, you know, he would, uh, you know, look around, play with something for a little while, get bored, roam around. And, you know, one instance he's like, Hey, Dad, can I have five bucks? There's a remote control car somebody's selling right over there. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, if this is going to occupy him for a couple hours, awesome. Here, go get the car. So he buys this little remote control Beetle. He's playing around with it. You know, more people are coming into the swap meet. It's getting busy, busy. You know, stuff's moving. And then all of a sudden he sets it on uh, the table. And I said, hey, <laughs> Someone might think it's for sale. And he's like, I know. And, you know, not more than 15 minutes after that, some guy comes along with his daughter and it's like, Daddy, Daddy, I like that. I want that remote control car. And uh, the guy looks at me and says, how much for the remote control car? My son says, 10 bucks. <laughs> and, I, and he sold it. Must be in the must be in the jeans. There you go. I said, "All right, Tommy, way to go." So that's it. Yeah, always, always leveling up. But it's fun. I listen. I got a picture of me and my son pulling up a cart through Pomona when he's like two years old, man. And it's, it's uh, he's he's a car guy. He's a certified car guy. I mean, this this kid's an idiot. He's all over marketplace every five minutes, showing me some heap of trash. And then I'm as bags. I'm like, you know, it's not that bad. That's a good deal, Drew. That looks like a really. Hey, good listen, deal. you know, a, a, a 1971 Ford Thunderbird. It was the ugly sister of all the Thunderbirds, but you know what? Well, he did buy the the bastard child of Chevy with that. 
oh yeah converted v8 diesel the six six five diesel yeah so let me ask you guys a question you know regarding the your technique Mm -hmm. in 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 swapping yes do you price everything or leave it without a price i price i I price everything you price everything Uh, well yeah because i like to leave so like, okay. hey, you guys, I learned Take, one okay. time, Chris Clark, who was previously on the podcast, I was at a podcast one, I, I was a at a swap meet, not a podcast. They didn't have those back then. I was at the Pomona swap meet and I bought a, I bought myself a nice set of five lug Chevy deep dish Porsche alloys. And I was like, hey, bro, I need to unload these pieces of crap. And I think we took a van down there. Well, you were down there that, that, mm-hmm. that trip. That's when we bought the, the rack. Mm-hmm. And... uh I, I want to make some room. And I said, hey, I need you guys. I need 250 bucks for these. And well, somebody sold them for 50 bucks because <laughs> they weren't labeled. But I right. believe my, my to me, swap meet etiquette if you because here's the problem. I show up at a swap meet to sell stuff like I'm moving things. That's what I'm doing. You know, when I was just selling cars this last week, we're like that's really cheap. I'm like, yeah, I'm not I don't ha- I'm not advertising to make friends and tell you how proud I am of this car. Like I'm trying to sell it, which is why I'm pricing it to move. So when I put prices out there, let's say I've got, I got a nice three-port exhaust system that's missing a tube. No big deal. <laughs> it's half off. Mm. But, I mean, my attitude is price everything. So if you price everything, some people may look at something that they weren't going to buy and impulse buy it because it's cheap enough. That's my philosophy. What's your take, George? I had a bunch of stuff, um, takeoffs from cars. Customers constantly leave the stuff by. I'm like, I don't want it. What am I going to do with it? And it was just stacking up in my shop. And I had Hunter Langley working for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were going to take it all to the scrapyard. And I'm looking at this stuff going, this is a lot of good stuff. So Hunter and I call up Derek Campbell. We borrow his Volkswagen trailer. We throw it all in the back enclosed trailer. He and I put a sleeping bag in there and crashed out. We really didn't get a chance to crash out because that, like, Pomona. It doesn't have a right. Everybody starts coming out. The vultures. The, morning, you know? the vultures. All that stuff that was going to get thrown away or scrapped. I think I made 900 bucks that day just yeah. selling stuff that we were going to get rid of anyways. Yeah. Drums, all, like as I do so many disc brake conversions, I got a lot of really nice drums, you know, I used to. And just all these parts that I'd taken off of customers' cars and sold it all for profit as opposed to just junking it. Yeah. I mean, By the way, the last batch went to the, went to the scrapper. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> a lot of drums went to the to the scrapper. Yeah, it's it's work, man. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, do it that is, stuff. But, but you, you, you I'm, price I'm, your stuff or you don't like to I'm, price your I'm stuff? I'm a hybrid kind of guy like takeoff stuff or or you know especially sheet metal stuff mm-hmm. i don't price because especially if if somebody wants an original you know early bus uh engine lid mm-hmm. um or an early fender you know to do their restoration you know they want original german metal and a right. lot of times uh again it's buy low sell high yeah and if you know a lot of times you price it sometimes people think oh it's too much or you get some guy who really wants it and uh how much you want for that engine lid how much make me an offer right 50 bucks sold yours right you know when i was happy if somebody paid me 20 right you know kind of thing but you know i like to give back too you know a lot of times uh like at at swap meets what i would always do uh especially with kids you know when it comes to like toys i see you know you kind of like little hot wheels i would always give kids 
stickers and Hot Wheels. Yeah. You know, I would I would go and uh, get like the, uh, you know, I would have stacks of, uh, you know, empty power stickers right. and whatnot. And kids love that. So yeah. you give them a Hot Wheel. They come by your booth, look at some. You give them a Hot Wheel and some stickers. Parents fail to get um, buy something now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys going to buy some? I just gave your kids something. So <laughs> it's my uh, last sticker. So I, pull out. I like your moves. I like your moves, man. I mean, those, are, those are classic moves. Yeah, I, I, I'm always from the school of, you know, it depends on what side of the, of the table I'm on. But if I'm buying, if I'm buying, I, like sometimes I'll see something like, oh, that'd be cool to have. I don't really need it. And uh, I may just throw out a price. And I, then I feel bad if they say yeah to the price that I was like, I wouldn't pay more than X amount of dollars for it. And uh, and it's uh, it's been situations where I get caught buying something. And then I've also liked to have a little fun sometimes in swap. I mean, I remember I was in the overflow. Pomona used to be packed and they have an overflow section by the front gate. And like if you're there, your life sucks because yeah, yeah. no one's there but people that are using the restroom. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's awful. It's a hodgepodge of crap you're on the complete op- like directly opposite side of the actual vw section yeah. so no one's going over where you're at and i walk in there and a guy's got some crow's feet bus wheels and i walk in and i'm like uh we want for the wheel he's like dollar 50 i'm like you do 75 cents the guy lost his mind i said i'm just i gave him five bucks wheel said i'm just kidding man i said i was just he's like these people are so cheap i can't believe it you know and so, it, you know, it just depends on what's out of the table I'm at. But in the, it's the same way I, I shop for cars, like especially if I'm buying, like making a stupid purchase that I don't need. Uh, I'll make an offer and like say, eh, you know, no big deal. You know, don't get it. Well, I, when I bought my orange bus, my orange pumpkin, the great pumpkin I am. Yeah. I was at a car show, saw it, and then I liked it. And I thought, eh, you know, it's not bad. I mean, I wouldn't pay that for it, but I'd pay something else. And then I called the guy up and I said, hey, I got my trailer. I'm getting ready to leave town. I don't want to offend you, but I'm just like, you know, if you'll take X amount of dollars for it, I can go by the bank, get the cash and pick the bus up my way out of town. He's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, oh crap. Like I wanted it. That, Part of me wanted it. Right. That and he, so I was like, yeah, you know, was a great bus. You didn't think he would, uh, yeah. Respond to that. Yeah. yeah. So I was just kind of like, so I ended up getting a good score on a bus. I drove it for a couple months before I started dumping tons of money into it because what I would have wanted to do was mm-hmm. regear you know, I would have wanted to spend five, six thousand bucks on it. Easily. And I just said, eh, you know, I'll sell it to somebody else. So I sold it to somebody else and I got to enjoy it for a little bit. And you know, so it depends and you on you got to do buses in it once. Yeah, yeah. I got to do buses in a camper, you in know, an actual mean? camper. So, yeah. Like in a comfortable camper. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'll be looking for another bay, dude. There's no question about that. I'd love to have another bay camper and something low with with some gears in it and stuff and they're just so comfortable to drive. I mean, especially on long roads, you know. Yeah, I I love mine. It it. I it know was where a really clean seventy one is. It's got a lot of work done to it. Oh, your uh, TR your, your buddies TRs. Yeah, yeah. It's a super clean bus. Yeah, he's looking in the area about high twenties is where he's going to be at. But he's also got that into it. I mean, he's yeah, got yeah. motor, yeah. brakes, trans, rubber, everything. Yeah, it's super clean. No, it's a it, it's and a with nice, a nice patina. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a nice bus, a tin top. Yeah, yeah, yep. tin top West yeah. Daddy threw all the. I'll get it. I'll get another one. <laughs> I mean, I, I I got a fifty the fifty eight. I'm, you know, tore it apart and uh, gonna redo it. So, what's it like getting parts and stuff? Like, what's the what what's the overall scene like up there? I mean, who's the heavy hitter up there in Chicago area? I mean, there's a few. Well, I think it's getting a little. Uh, better now that there's a few vw only shops uh 
really that have opened up and uh one in particular uh dirty rides just did uh a car for oh shannon shannon yeah, yeah, yeah. and they you know had help uh, that's jeremy jeremy hatfield jeremy that, hatfield yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh they did uh the bus was at um what's the name of environmental uh environmental something a portable uh spray oh, booth that's that's what mine is uh environmental solutions solutions yeah. right so so mobile environmental solutions so, so yeah uh that bus was uh at sema yep that dirty i bought that did. booth yeah and that was at sema <laughs> there's another uh, vw porsche only shop that has opened up uh in the last few years so i think it's getting better yeah. you know it's it's uh it's one of those things that i think uh cyclical t- you get a new group of 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 people yeah different generations out there come in and uh, into you know when i take uh you know obviously that uh, uh 61 that ragtop that i got is is uh new to me uh, but it garners lots of attention. Yeah, it looks you know, good people, on the Seventeens people, look good. Yeah. yeah, she's a runner. She got a good motor in there. It's got uh, you know uh, a seventeen seventy six, but I'm going uh, big. I'm gonna twenty type four. Well, you know, I've been I've been toying with that. Type yeah, four. I, I you know you can get I've a twenty two seventy with a stock type four with slip in big that's barrels. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But then, that somewhere. then you, you know, have all the headache of shrouding oh, and everything stop, else that goes right along with stop. it. You get yourself a twenty three thirty two, FK seven cam. You're done. <laughs> what What about putting a turbo on that, George? I'm all about it. I actually want a turbo injection. My when I rebuild my motor, I want a turbo injected. Yeah. Well, you listen. You so can, that's why you I, can do all that fun stuff, or you just get a Type Four and be done with it. Okay. And get all the torque, all the torque. With all your guys' Type Fours, bro. Stop it, bro. Stop it. I mean, it's okay, dude, to be uh, hanging around, but you know, listen. Mm-hmm. Type Four. I, type Four is the big reliable. I love the interaction between you two regarding that. The <laughs> listen, the type, the Type Four, the Type Four. It's just a big block. I mean, it's a big like big grunt. It, and your last name's Grunt Vig, so you might as well just get it. Right. I mean, it's supposed to be that way. But I just like that. I just like everybody overcomplicates the shrouding setup on it, which you can do multiple different ways and be the type. Like, literally, if you were going to do it yourself and build it on a budget, Type 4, you can do an inexpensive Type 4 because you're not going to, you don't need a counterweight crank to drive the thing and rev to 5,500 RPM. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. You don't. So it's right. like you can use a stock crank, you can use stock rods, you put the big pistons in, heads, cams, where your power comes from, and induction, and uh, you'll be good to go. So, you still want to balance, it just doesn't need to be counterweighted. Right. Right. Balance-ish. Yeah, you know, listen, they didn't do it from the factory, so. But I, I do mean, think I, I want to go. Uh, yes, they do. Come on, man. Turbo fuel injection. Turbo fuel injection. Uh, so I had a turbo fuel injected 1904 or 1914. And I had it with a single side draft turbo. It was much more fun to drive with a single side draft on there. Yeah. Like he it had just a car craft felt kit. like it had more. It was Turbo City, I think it was back turbo in the City. day. Yeah. Turbo City car kit. So. But it was a pretty cool yeah. setup with the side draft going directly in the turbo. I actually like that better than the turbo injection, too. The only reason why I want to do turbo injection, because I road trip a lot. So I want something that's metering the fuel mixture 
more rapidly than instead of jets. Yeah. No, there's no question. Um, I took my bus up 12,000 feet elevation and you notice it. Like it didn't did lose you? power or anything, but like, oh, wow, you can smell it. Like it's running so fat. When we did Bull Run, we were at like, who knows where that was. That was, we was 10,000 feet in, in New Mexico, yeah. it was 10,000 feet driving through the mountain. And our, and our eyes were watering. Bill had this goofy side dump exhaust on his bus. Goofy, and it was. You, I think in. you mean trend setting. Yeah, anyways, and it <laughs> was it was coming into the bus listen, so bad. The we, quarter panel was blackened. It was, That's listen, how rich it was listen, running. I turned the quarter panel. It black. was the day after we were on an off-road motocross racetrack challenge with the bus. I bent the exhaust, and the pipe was turned up towards the floorboard <laughs> of the car. That's the reason why we were in the mobile gas machine. Yeah, um, we survived. So it was uh, a German bus about to gas out the Greeks. You, you <laughs> live and learn. About live to gas out the Greeks and learn. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it. Listen, it's been it's. Uh, I like you know, I like Type Four power. I, all my stuff's got Type Fours in it. Um, I do have the Type One in the in the chop top, and I like it. It's it's the difference of a V twin and an inline four motorcycle. That's the difference. Yeah. One's a big, torquey, boss kind of cruiser. You're not really tempted to wring its neck all the time. And then when I get in the chop rod, rag chop, whatever we're calling it, when I get in that car, rag chop. I'm just trying to bounce it off the rev limiter. I'm like, <laughs> you know, so right. it gets you in trouble. So, yeah, no, man. I Listen, I appreciate uh, I appreciate everything you've done for Let's Talk Dubs podcast because a lot of people don't know. He's done a lot, know. guys. He's, he's done, done a lot. lot. I mean, uh, and he's also hooked us up with some giveaways for the Let's Talk Dubs One Crazy Weekend which is just a couple of weeks away now. And uh, I'm, I'm very disappointed because of commitments with the NFL. Yeah. I won't be able to join you, but there is hope. Yeah. <laughs> if there, I should actually look to see if the Raiders are yes. in town that weekend. Yeah. And who <laughs> has that game? Oh, do you guys pick games? I don't. Uh, the networks do, and I follow production crew. Right. So I don't get to pick where i want to go but that's an option yeah that's no, an option listen i mean go for it if you that'd be rad if you come here too and then get us behind the scene i mean george could hold a mic cable i can hold a camera like whatever we'll just be part of the crew uh, we no. got a show that weekend oh, just so you know never mind never mind. we're busy no i would love to have you guys uh working a parab holding the big dish Capturing oh, yeah. all the signs. I got it on the on the sidelines. I got. It. I'll just be holding po- the parade. I'll be pointing to people in the crowd, find out what they're saying. What are That's- they saying? What are they saying? <laughs> but yeah, no. It's uh. Listen, man. I appreciate everything that you've done for the podcast. I'm glad you came to town. We got to hang out because we got to go to lunch one day. We had dinner yep. tonight. We got to hang out. And this is how it is. And let's talk Dubs world, guys. Sometimes you get to. Sometimes you get to meet the wizard behind the curtain. And he got to sweat his <laughs> ass off at the wagon for an he hour. Got, oh, yeah. <laughs> he got to go to the wagon and just get a taste of what it's no, like but in the I, tin seriously, box. Seriously, I love, I love what you do, and it is awesome for the hobby. And, and you know, like what we were talking before, one stone unturned, you find another. And yeah. the deeper you talk to people, the more you're going to find someone else's story and yeah. the history, and I think that, is going to be the driving factor and create the success. Well, and it, you know, like George said earlier today, George said, I've had a ton of guests on that. He doesn't even know who the heck they are. And it's like, they've got a great story and he, he learns a lot. He learns about another layer of the hobby that he didn't really know because, you know, George, George has his hobby from his angle. And I try to do what I can to get a little bit of a diversity on here. You know, everything from the, the supercharger guy, which I really enjoyed you know that the interview with the with the supercharger uh george 
George uh, Fochi, I think his name was Fiochi or Fochi, something like that. But, you know, just talking to him about the superchargers and just all right. these little veins of the hobby that you go down because I was thinking today about something and I, and I was trying to think, oh man, I'd really like to go down the road of this individual that does this kind of stuff. And really, we were talking earlier about MP, like, okay, I want to do like a classic MP. You know, who's the guy that knows the most about the Impy stuff that we can have a podcast that people will enjoy the podcast and and not just like, oh, well, this steering wheel is worth that and that's worth this. Like something about the evolution of the accessories, how it all came about. So who knows some of the historical aspect of it. And I mean, I'm sure I've got enough literature here that I could read up a bunch about it and do a one man podcast about it. But it's always more enjoyable when you bring in those people that are super passionate about that aspect of the hobby because they geek out on it so much man that it just makes you excited to listen to it so absolutely yeah absolutely no. man i appreciate you i appreciate you coming to town like i said you've now you got a couple other homeboys here in uh, southern nevada if uh you come to town and you need a car to cruise you know we got a couple cars here and uh my bus is spoken for for the weekend what i was talking to michael anderson today from dub fab and he's like i don't know if my bus can be ready i said i can't do the poker run i said because i'm one of the stops you're more than welcome to use my bus for yeah it. there you go so He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah. So he's like, well, Joe McRae's going, so I think I might go with him. So yeah. he may be coming up and rolling my bus. Big for the Joey's program. going too. Yeah, a lot of people are coming down, man. So um, make do sure this, people. Video, video. We got a lot of video. I've got a lot of. I've got video from last year. I got to finish. I started making Holy a movie moly. last year, <laughs> like a really, like a really good movie. Listen, bro, what, you don't your push apocalypse now, bro. You don't you push hang on Scorsese, <laughs> dude. You don't push Scorsese, dude. Fusili, just, not Scorsese. Fusili. <laughs> yeah. So at any rate. Well, uh, Dave, I can't I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for the Let's Talk Dubs podcast, man. You've been you're our audio guy. It's man. my pleasure. It's <laughs> so. my pleasure. And uh, George, thanks for hanging out tonight. I know it's past your bedtime, and uh, we'll go ahead and get this bird wrapped up. And until Let's next until next week, guys. Later. Well, I hope you like that podcast because the people that really like these podcasts they leave five star reviews. And when you leave a five star review, you get a shout out on the podcast. So. Kicking it off first, Jez Sheffield out of Great Britain says, love, loving listening to these podcasts in my garage in the small city of Sheffield in the UK whilst working on mine and my friends' Porsches and VWs. Great to hear about the scene in the US and love hearing about all the history and the characters that have made the scene what it is today. We'll be passing to the, the pod on to fellow enthusiasts and friends. Keep up the good work. Keep the faith. Uh, moving on over to Australia. Bringing the Dub family together around the world. Killer podcast. Bill gets all the main names in the game and does a great job of bringing their stories and insights to his listeners. Big thumbs up to Bill for a great show. Cheers from Australia. Marco77. He's rocking a double cab with a 1916 and a 61 with a 36 horse. And he's got projects of 62, 63, and 73 bugs. So Marco, man, shout out to my man Marco in Australia. Speaking of Australia, I'm trying to get uh, Steph Mueller on the podcast. So I've hit him up on Instagram. I know he's got a lot of history back there uh, in the, in the in uh, Australia, and he's been he's been in the scene for quite a while. I met him a few years back at the VW Classic, and looking to get him on the podcast. I think this can be a great one. And now another one from the United States. True Bingham fan says. Bill T. inspired me. Best podcast ever. If you and number 39 re into the VWs listening to podcast, to Bill T. professes love and knowledge for VWs, 
He has inspired me to get off my butt and start working on my 71 Type 2 uh, that's been sitting for the past 10 years. I hit some roadblocks along the way and listened to help of J-Bugs of Indy to get my uh, loaf on the on the loaf of bread on wheels rolling again. She'll be back soon, so follow along on Instagram at 71Transporter. This, this guy's smart. He threw his Instagram handle out there, and I just read it for him. So it's at 71Transporter to watch her come back to life and go on adventures. First one being Volktoberfest in Indiana. Thanks, Bill. And that's from True Brigham Fan. So he's in Indiana. Look forward to that. Oh, man, another one says Spiker75 out of Australia. Another one. I love this podcast. I'm inspired to put a Type 4 motor in my 70 notch. So good. Can't wait for the next podcast every week. Love your work, Bill. Love the round tables when George keeps you in reality. What? What is that all about? <laughs> but that's Jeremy from Sydney, Australia, man. Love the reviews, guys. I love that you guys are enjoying it all around the world, man, because that's the reason I do it. Lord knows I ain't doing it for the money. I'm just doing it for the honey. So uh, appreciate you guys listening, man. To get a shout out on Let's Talk Dubs, you could pick up some merch or you could leave a five-star review. You can even do both. I'm not going to be mad at you for doing both. Picking up some merch this week, Michael Lewis out of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is Michael Lewis that we are buddies on Facebook, and he just picked up a super dope red Type 34 gear. Oh, my favorite color red. Love that Type 34 gear, and he works for a turbo company so we're going to get him on and we're going to probably do some turbo talk with my boy michael lewis coming up here well guys next week we'll be at it with another podcast another super dope podcast you may see us this weekend down at hot vw's drag days passing out some flyers for the event don't forget book your rooms now let's talk dubs one crazy weekend go to letstalkdubs.com pick up some merch support your boy and don't forget to come out to one crazy weekend. Until next week, guys. Later.